You are now turned in to the dopest college radio station. UCM the beat. Keep it locked. U C M the beat. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Sports Page. I'm your host, Nick DiStefano. On this fourth edition of Sports Page, we are going to be visiting with Jenny's head basketball coach, Dave Slifer. In our second segment, we will have the new volleyball head coach for the Jenny's, Caitlin Peterson. And we'll end our show today with a preview of the upcoming Mules and Jenny's action. Stay tuned. It's time now for Sports Page. Today in this first segment, we are uh, visiting with Jenny's basketball head coach, Dave Slifer. He's in his 17th year as a coach here for the Jennies. He coached at Mount Mercy for six years and Missouri Western for nine years. That's 33 years of total coaching. Coach, how are you doing today? It's great to see you. Oh, it's a great time of year. This is what uh, every basketball coach and every basketball player uh, lives to do is to to play in March, and uh, we're at March now, so we're excited and can't wait for what lays ahead of us. Yeah, you know, just uh, talking about your years, like I said, you know, you coached at Mount Mercy for six years and then at Missouri Western for nine years, 33 years total coaching. Coach, that's got to be an honor being in this program for coaching for 33 years. Describe that a little bit. Well, it's, uh, I started off uh, on the men's side at Mount Mercy, and for four years I was an assistant coach, to be quite honest. Never thought I'd be uh, coaching women. Uh, the women's coach left in late August, so an opportunity presented itself, and uh, the old women's coach said, Dave, you got to give this a try. You would love it. You'd enjoy it, and uh, it was a blast. I was fortunate that first year. We had four seniors, so uh, I was a 29-year-old first-time head coach, and they kind of took care of us, and uh, uh, we had a wonderful year. We were 29-5, and five, and uh, uh, we just had a great experience at, at Mount Mercy. Sounds good. Now, um, just discussing it a little bit, uh, what made you decide coaching at UCM after transitioning from that MIAA rival, Missouri Western? Well, uh you know, the UCM job's always been a premier job, and uh, I'd been at Missouri Western for nine years. We'd gone through four different ADs, and the time was right. And uh, whenever uh, uh, the UCM job opened up, a buddy of mine gave me a call and said, hey, will you call for the UCM job for me? And I said, sure, I will, but if they offer, if they want to talk to me, I'm going to have to talk to them. So uh, whenever I called, we talked about the other candidate a little bit, and Sean Jones was the associate AD at the time. And Jones goes, all right, Sly, what's it going to take to get you here? And I said, well, uh, you talk to me. Tell me what you got. Why should I come there? And he laid it out, and it sounded fantastic. And I came down here and uh, uh, took a look at it, and uh, we decided to make the move from St. Joe to uh, to, to Warrensburg, and uh, we loved our time at St. Joe. Uh, like I tell everybody, our kids were born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They grew up in St. Joe, but they graduated from uh, Warrensburg High School and the University of Central Missouri, and so uh, we love it here. That's awesome, and just a little bit on based on the Jenny's team, how has this team developed over the years in your coaching tenure here? 
Well, it's been very interesting because uh, uh, we've had some ups and downs, and uh, it hasn't always been on the highs that we've uh, had the last five, six years. Fact is, uh, two years before the national championship year in 2018, uh, basically, I had my only losing season in 33 years. We were 11 and 18. Uh, things were not going well, and uh, we recruited a couple kids, uh, Megan Skaggs and Morgan Fleming, and the culture of our program changed right away. As soon as they stepped on campus, it was a different Jenny's basketball team, and they had unprecedented success, and they were uh, a tremendous four years uh, with, with those two. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned just a little bit of those issues that you wish you didn't have but uh it's good uh, it's good follow-up question here what are some of the pros and cons of coaching not only at UCM but you know the other schools well one thing about coaching because I was in the business world for a couple years and uh uh, to be honest I I didn't get the high uh and the lows from the business world that I got get from coaching every day and uh, there's there's great days and then there's days where my goodness, it just feels like you're not going to be able to beat anybody. And I think that's what makes this uh, profession so great is that uh, uh, it, it, every game you go into, it's I call it it's a zero-sum game. There is a winner, there's a loser. And one or two plays could make the difference between feeling great and thinking, gosh, what are we doing wrong? What do we got to do better? And so that's one of the exciting things about coaching is that you get to hang around young people who uh, uh, it's just refreshing every day, 18 to 22-year-olds. And actually, we've got a 23-year-old this year, I believe. So, uh, uh, But the, we've got the young kids that, that have uh, very optimistic. They love life. It, it is just a joy every day to be around them. You know, you talk about that first year uh, at UC – or no, I'm sorry, not first year, but it was the 2015 to 2016 year where you struggled a little bit. But you got to give yourself credit as a coach – Coach Slifer, because I'm looking right now, you know, you guys have bounced back tremendously. You know, I'll never forget the uh, the year where you guys won the national championship. That was my first year of uh, undergraduate here at UCM. But I'm looking here. You guys were 30 and three, 18 and one in the conference. I'm pretty sure that was a record for uh, most number of wins for Jenny's basketball in program history. So, I mean, it's it seems like it's been a really good turnaround. Can you discuss like some of those memorable moments and just the improvement of the team over those few years? Well, it was uh, that year was just a crazy fun year because uh, Mo and Meg were both sophomores. We had Kayana Lee inside as a senior, and she was just a dominant defensive player. Paige Redmond, uh, who ended up with the uh, uh, Elite Eight MVP that year. Uh, was a freshman on the team that went 11 and 18. And so she's seen the lows of the low, and then uh, she brought us to the highs of the high. And uh, uh, Paige was uh, what I call a self-made player because she really wasn't all that highly recruited coming out of high school. She's an Arkansas kid, and we brought four kids from an AAU team. And basically, Paige was in the gym every morning, and people that uh, walk around the multi in the morning still talk about they could set their watch by. Paige would be in there shooting hoops every morning, just working on her game. And uh, uh, for her to have uh, uh, developed herself into quite the player was uh, 
that that was one of the more fun things I've ever seen in coaching because and she did she played pretty well as a freshman in our 11 and 18 years she was a bright spot but she blossomed after that and uh, really had uh, three great years after that and you know kind of following up to that you know it's probably one of your most memorable moments as a head coach that has stuck towards you that national championship in 2017 to 2018 what was that like for you guys and the players well, it, it was surreal, and it still is surreal. Uh, just last night, I was watching the uh, NSIC. That's a conference, the Northern Sun Conference, and they have their conference tournament up at the Pentagon in Sioux Falls. And just seeing that on TV just gave me chills because that's where our Elite Eight was at. And that was such quite a story because uh, we originally thought we were hosting the regional that year. And uh, we were told we were hosting it. It was a Sunday morning. I got a call. Hey, you're hosting it. Uh, congratulations. Then about three hours later, I got a call saying, hey, sorry, the National Committee overturned it. We're going to give it to Augustana. Now, Augustana is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So they thought that maybe if the, uh, uh, the regional was there and they would get better attendance. So... Uh, we were not very happy. We did get the chance to play Augustana in the regional finals, and they were a very good team that year, but uh, we beat them by 39 points in a game that we were up 17-2, to and we kept thinking, all right, they're going to make a run, they're going to make a run. They weren't even ever close to making a run, and that was about as awesome as performance as I've seen out of a team. And it really, it set us up for the Elite Eight because uh, in the finals that year, we got to play Ashland University, who was undefeated, had won 73 straight games. They were a pressing running team. Augustana was a pressing running team. We made them play half court. We didn't turn it over. We handled their press. And then uh, when we got to the uh, finals in the uh, Elite Eight against Ashland, uh, I, I'll never forget this. Uh, they were a, a team that was averaging 100.5 points per game. Wow. And uh, the first six times we played a man, the first six possessions, they scored. So they were six for six. So I said, all right, guys, let's go zone. We went 2-3 zone. Their point guard made a step back three. So they were seven for seven to start the game off. And we'd already started playing zone, and I'm going, oh, my goodness. We may not – they may score 195 points. Well, all of a sudden, we settled in offensively. We figured it out defensively. We held a team that was averaging 100.5 points per game to 52 points, and we ended up beating them 66-52 in a, just a classic game. It was a blast. It was, uh, I think, for the next three months, we must have watched that game daily uh, it, it, from the uh, DVR because it was just so much fun, and uh, uh, there's always going to be a special bond on that team. You know, that's that's exactly what I think about with this Jenny's team. They just never stop the talent. You know, whenever they – seem to struggle a little bit. They really do a good job pulling their weight. And, you know, with your outstanding coaching, it just makes a huge difference, which actually follows me up to my next question. As I mentioned, you've been coaching for 17 years for the Jennies. What has made you want to continue this coaching career? You know, you I mean, heck, you've done it for 33 total years. Just 
What makes you want to keep doing this job, Coach Slifer, and getting into the game of basketball? Well, I can't imagine doing anything else. And uh, funny story, uh, one of my players from Mount Mercy from 30 years ago calls me up two years ago. She goes, you know, Coach, uh, uh, I didn't bother you with my oldest daughter because I didn't think she was quite good enough. But my youngest one, and I know you're 59, I'm 61 now, but I was 59 at the time, and she goes, uh, my youngest one's really good. She's an eighth grader. Uh, if you could just start recruiting her, take her all the way through, you'd be eligible for Social Security and Medicare once you get done. And that'd be a good chance for you to go ahead and retire after that. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's something. So, uh Real quick, also, uh, since you know it's this week, I want to discuss it on the show. This is the uh, the MIAA tournament's going to be this week. Describe that feeling of going to the MIAA tournament. You guys are a fairly good seed, and you know, just what, what's that feeling like for you guys? Well, it's it's a uh, it's a great feeling. Now, last year they uh, had it at host sites, and so this year we're back at municipal. And uh, back when I started in the MIAA at uh, Missouri Western, it was always host sites and. To be honest, it was just like another MIAA game, so there wasn't anything special about it. And the commissioner at the time, Ralph McFillin, decided, you know what, we need to get Municipal, which has got uh, downtown Kansas City, which has got, uh, there's so much history in that building. It's hosted more men's Final Fours than any other building, and uh, now you couldn't do it in that type of building because it only seats, you know, five, five 6,000. So, uh, it is so much fun to go downtown KC, uh, you know, usually stay in the Marriott. I think this year we're, we're on the plaza for some reason, but that's fine too. But it, it's a chance to really culminate the season in a classy, classy basketball tournament. And to be honest, we, we have not had near as much success down at Municipal as we've, uh, as we had at the host sites. And so, um, one of the things Morgan Fleming, uh, whenever she got recruited here, one of the things that she said was, now, Coach, uh, you have not won a regional, right? I, I'd been to so many regionals and not had just never gotten over the hump. And then after we won the regional in the Natty, we still hadn't won the MIAA tournament at Municipal. And so her senior year, uh, basically her last game, her and Megan's last game, we won the conference tournament championship at the municipal, and uh, uh, then we were going to all set to host the regional, and that's when COVID hit. And, sure. Uh, those those poor kids are still bitter about it because we were right in the middle of a practice at regional when the word came down that it's over. Yeah. Well, you know, this Jenny's team. You know, it doesn't matter how you start; it's how you finish. And you, Coach Slifer, have led them to always finish strong, along with their amazing talent. Well, thank you so much for being here with us this week. When we come back, we'll be visiting with Jenny's new head volleyball coach, Caitlin Peterson, right here at UCM. You're listening to Sports Page right here on UCM, The Beat. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're going to be visiting with Jenny's head volleyball coach, Caitlin Peterson. Caitlin, it's good to have you with us today. 
Yeah, so Caitlin Peterson is taking over Coach Flip Piontek's role in terms of volleyball coaching. She was a senior associate, associate, and assistant coach for the Jennies for the last nine seasons. You were on the team for 17 seasons as both a head co- or as both a coach and student athlete. So uh, we're going to get started here with some questions. So first off, the big question, obviously, you know, you're going to be the new head coach for Jenny's Volleyball. So what made you want to take on this head coaching position after being an, a senior associate and some of those other roles I mentioned? You know, just growing up, I've always kind of enjoyed being in charge and being a leader and, um, you know, whether that's through being a captain on a team or, um, you know, being the president of some organizations here that I was a part of. Um, it's just kind of in my DNA to to be in charge and I've you know really enjoyed working for Flip and he's given me you know a lot of responsibilities over the years to to kind of start to get a taste of that role um, and I'm really looking forward to you know being the head coach and seeing what all comes our way. Sounds good and how has the Jenny's team developed over the years in your coaching tenure like for me as a student here you know I've done some broadcasts for the Jenny's volleyball team, and I've just seen the amazing talent that has been put by this team. I'll never forget, you know, that MIAA championship when you guys came back from being down five, uh, being down a few sets against Northwest. I personally went nuts. So just talk about the development and just some of that, you know, just that recruiting that you guys have been successful for over the years. You know, I think the game has evolved and like significantly since, you know, I came here in 2005, um, you know, the, the caliber of athletes, how, how trained they are in volleyball specifically. Um, back then we, we were a lot of good athletes that, you know, maybe played basketball and softball or track and soccer. Um, and it's kind of developed into such a, like specific sports specific, um, you know, training situation for the high school kids that, they're so developed by the time they get here. Um, and so we're kind of more in charge of just polishing them and make, turning them into a good team rather than, you know, doing quite as much training and teaching them how to play like we used to. Um, you know, like you mentioned, the recruiting is a huge aspect of our job and we're very fortunate here to, you know, have the success of our program and the facilities and the support from the administration to, um, you know, be able to entice great athletes to come play at UCM. And, you know, obviously, you know, each job has its pros and cons for sure. So what are some pros and cons? Maybe just talk about some of the pass roles that you did for Jenny's Volleyball and just explain some of the pros and cons that you've dealt with in those roles. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons of, you know, collegiate athletics. Um, pros outweigh the cons significantly in my eyes. Um you know, I, I come to work every day loving my job and, and I don't feel like it's work. It's not hard to get up in the morning to come to 6 a.m. weights because I love being around our players. Um, they're great student athletes um, in the true sense of the word. They're, they're great in the classroom. They're good people. They're enjoyable to be around. Um, I feel like they kind of keep me young and like energized and um you know and there are some hard parts it's you know the scheduling is a little difficult with nights and weekends sometimes um but you know when you're away and doing those things it's usually playing games and that's obviously the best part of it so um you know it's it's a little different career just as far as you know it's not the nine to five Monday through Friday but um it's you know so enjoyable that it definitely makes it worth it. 
Sounds good. And what are some memorable moments for you in volleyball? I know you've been on this volleyball staff for 17 seasons, not only as coaching, but as a player. So anything you have on your mind specifically, what are some memorable moments for this Jenny's volleyball? Yeah, 17 years kind of makes me feel old, but I don't feel that old, but it sounds like I'm old. So I would say I have a couple, you know, vivid memories as an athlete, um, beating Nebraska Omaha in five my senior year to clinch the title outright the MIAA title that's definitely a big one um that was a huge game for us and um, to do it on the road was pretty awesome um you know a lot of our trips that we took when I played we we traveled to Boston we traveled to Alaska San Antonio um, Pensacola Tampa um, you know, just a lot of incredible trips. You know, the volleyball obviously was the purpose of those, um, but we got to experience the world and, you know, go places I had never or maybe would have never experienced. Um, and that's also something that I'm really excited that we get to continue doing for our student athletes. So um, it's, you know, it's obviously volleyball is the priority, but, um, you know, we're kind of giving them a bigger experience than just coming and playing games and getting education. Um, as a coach, um, you know, our two regional championships in 10 and 11 um, are games that I will never forget. Um, and part, being a part of, you know, that history is very exciting, getting, go, getting to go to the Elite Eight. Um, and then, you know, this last season was kind of, um, it was incredibly special because of COVID and getting an extra year with those five seniors. Um a couple of them I've coached since they were 16, so they were probably sick of me. But um, it, it was it was really special, and to be able to achieve our goals of conference championship and hosting the conference tournament and winning that exciting, you know, championship game in five after being down 0-2, um, that just as a season, um, as a whole, is is was a very memorable year. Sounds good. And obviously, you know, something else that's important is that relationship building. Like over the years with teams you know, athletes, players, coaches, and even some of the UCM athletic staff. So just describe some of those relationships that you have with the staff here at UCM, along with those players and coaches. You know, that's the most rewarding part for me um, is the relationships that we get to, you know, create with our student athletes and fellow coaches that understand the grind, that understand, you know, the, um, you know, the hard parts and the, the long days and the recruiting and the travel. And, um, you know, I, I, I really think that we've done a great job of recruiting um, good people to our university, to our program. Um, and so they are um, very enjoyable to watch grow from, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old that we're recruiting in high school to these wonderfully mature young women that are prepared, you know, to go out in the world to, you know, whatever their degree is in, um, to be, you know, wonderful members of society and to be great moms and wives or whatever it is that they kind of see, you know, their future holding. And um, it's very rewarding to um, kind of follow alumni on social media and watch them, you know, post about babies and new jobs and, you know, traveling and all of that stuff. We, we, we do a pretty good job of staying connected. So that's very rewarding for me. And then lastly, you're going to be the head coach, obviously. So what are some of those challenges that you're 
wondering about that you might be facing as a head coach obviously you know coach Piontek is kind of guiding you through the reins but you know this is going to be your first time doing this taking on this big boy job so uh what are just some of those challenges that you might experience in this new role as head coach for Jenny's volleyball you know our our history is pretty incredible um we've been ranked in the top 25 more than any team in the country um, and so the pressure to continue that winning tradition obviously weighs on me heavily, and I'm very invested in the program, um, you know, as a student athlete and being here for quite a few years as a coach. Um, you know, that is a huge priority to me. And, and we talk about, you know, kind of having two goals and unapologetically, absolutely without a doubt, one of our goals is to win a national championship. You know, that that is always there and, and the winning tradition and all of that. Um, but a secondary goal for us that's probably just as important is that we graduate um, mature young women who are ready for the real world. And and I know that we can continue the work that we've done to, you know, to achieve that for all of these student athletes that we have. And, you know, watching them walk across the stage on graduation ready to go, um, you know, dominate their field is just as much a win to me as, you know, all the volleyball games on the court. So... Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin, for being here this week. You're listening to Sports Page here, right here on UCM The Beat. When we come back, we'll take a quick look at what is on tap for UCM Athletics. Been UCM Sports Page on UCM The Beat. Champions know how to seize opportunities. When they see moments of greatness unfold right before their eyes, they push as hard as they possibly can. And then they push harder because the heart of a champion never settles, never quits, and never stops giving its all. We are champions. We are division two. We go big, we give it everything we've got, and we win on the field, on our campuses, in our communities, for our causes, in our careers. We rise to become champions in everything we do. We are Division II and there are no limits here. We make our time count. We set our own path. We become champions on our terms. It's time to up your game because we're here to play and learn. But most importantly, we're here to discover ourselves, our vision, our heart, our drive to achieve every goal we aim for because we want to be champions at the highest level, life. At Division II, the opportunities are here. Are you ready? Back here on Sports Page, where we just finished interviewing Jenny's head volleyball coach, Caitlin Peterson, and then Jenny's head basketball coach, Dave Slifer. So now we're going to preview for what's on tap here for UCM Athletics this week. Men's baseball is back at home for a three-game series against Northeastern State. The games are going to be Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1. Men's basketball, the MIAA tournament, is underway from the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City. The Mules are the eighth seed and took on Northeastern State Wednesday, followed by the quarterfinals Friday, the semifinals Saturday, and the championship game Sunday if necessary. Men's track and field indoor track received 4th out of 11th in Maryville, Missouri. The NCAA indoor championships are Friday, March 11th, and Saturday, March 12th in Pittsburgh, Kansas. 
Men's wrestling in the Division II Super Regionals, the team received fourth out of tenth in St. Charles, Missouri. The NCAA Division II Wrestling Championships take place in St. Louis, Missouri on Friday and Saturday. Now to the women's side for women's basketball. The MIAA tournament is also underway from the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City. The four-seeded Jennies participate in the quarterfinals against Missouri Western on Friday at 12 noon. If they win, they go to the semifinals Friday and then the championship Sunday. Women's bowling, they're underway in Warrensburg right now as they're hosting the Mid-America Individual Championships. Women's golf, they have an Emerald Coast Collegiate Classic Sunday, March 13th through Tuesday, March 15th in Destin, Florida at Baytown Golf Club. Women's softball, they're pretty packed on the road this weekend. Six games on the road in Winter Haven, Florida. Two games Friday against College of St. Rose at 11.15 a.m. and Southern Indiana at 1.30. Two games Saturday against Georgian Court at 2.45 and Minnesota Duluth at 5 o'clock. And two games Sunday, Saginaw Valley at 8 a.m. and Ashland at 10.15 a.m. Then for women's track and field, the indoor track received 4th out of 12th in Maryville, Missouri. And the NCAA Indoor Championships, just like the men's, are going to be Friday, March 11th, and Saturday, March 12th in Pittsburgh, Kansas. So now let's highlight some news here from this past weekend for MIAA Indoor Championships for UCM Track and Field for the jumps and hurdles. Kayla Goodwin finished first in the triple jump with an NCAA mark of 12.45 meters. Cameron Hallman completed a 1-2 and two performance for UCM in the triple jump, finishing with a personal best jump of 12.22 meters. Jathan DeBerry and Parker Warmeck went 2-for-3 in the men's 60-meter hurdles for the Mules. DeBerry posted a best time of 7.91 seconds, while Warmeck clocked a best time of 8.01 seconds. For the sprints, Antonio Lay captured the MIAA title in the men's 60-meter dash for the Mules, posting a time of 6.77 seconds. Lucy Steinmeier finished second in the women's 400-meter dash, clocking a best time of 54.92 seconds. And Jaina Shaver placed second in the women's 800-meter run after posting a best time of 2 minutes 9 and 70 seconds. For the pole vault, Vincent Hobby and Reagan Ulrich went 2-for-3 in the men's pole vault. Hobby finished second with a height of 5.24 meters, and Ulrich placed third after clearing a mark of 5.14 meters. Jack Hodge also finished just outside the top three in the pole vault, placing fourth with a clearance of 5.04 meters. With the throws, Ashlyn Burton captured the MIAA title in the women's shot put for the second straight season with a mark of 15.38 meters. For the relays, the Mules finished runner-up in the men's 4x400-meter relay with a time of 3 minutes and 13.13 seconds. Trey Miller, Isaac Rosh, Derek Nugent, and Michael James were the participants. And then the Jennies placed third in the women's 4x400-meter relay with a time of 3 minutes 45.24 seconds. The relay consisted of Alex Foote, Leia Gonzalez, Jana Shaver, and Lucy Steinmeier. And like I said, they will be competing March 11th and 12th in Pittsburgh, Kansas for the NCAA 2 Indoor Track and Field Championships. Mules and Jennies will compete in that contest. Now for soccer news. UCM Athletics announced Monday, February 28th, a campaign to renovate the Jenny's Soccer Room at the complex, including brand new lockers, the creation of a lounge space, new technology, and updated graphics. It will also provide new permanent storage for the Jenny's practice fields to be utilized throughout the year. 
and head coach Louis Theobald said that when the Jennies walk into the upgraded locker room, they'll see the names of those who came before them, who built the legacy of this proud program, and who have chosen to give back to a team that meant so much to them, and the completion of this project will be another step forward for this program with an impact that will be felt for years and that was a gift from Sharon Lee Harper Trust organization that launched that project. Now on the basketball side, three Jennies earned all MIAA honors, and Nyjah Collier was tabbed the MIAA Defensive Player of the Year for the second time in her career. She was named to All-Defensive Team and All-MIAA First Team, while Brooke Littrell received All-MIAA First Team honors, and Olivia Nelson was tabbed All-MIAA Honorable Mention. Now on the Mules side for basketball, Trio of Mules awarded all MIAA accolades and Jacor Nelson was voted the Defensive Player of the Year. He was also named to the MIAA Defensive Team and the all MIAA Honorable Mention Team while Cameron Hunter and Gavin Pinkley both garnered all MIAA Honorable Mention honors. So congrats to the Mules and Jennies for those outstanding awards. Now on the bowling side for the Jennies, the number 25-ranked Central Missouri Jennies take fifth at the Nebraska Big Red Invitational this past weekend. Jackie garcia Ayoa led the Jennies individually. She finished sixth in all events with a pinfall of 226.40. Sydney Miller finished 19th with an average of 214.00. Kayla Bortz averaged 191.00. Andrea Carolina Perez 29th at 187.00, and Brooke Law 30th at 185.40, rounded out the top 30 performers for UCM. And then for golf, the number 23-ranked Central Missouri Jennies, they finished golf in second place through day one of the Natural State Golf Classic at, was at the Cypress Creek Golf Club. Haley Jones and Claire Solovic both shot a three over par 75, and McKenna Rice is tied for 12th at 5 over par 77. Rosie Klausner is tied for 25th at 7 over par 79. And Nicole Rollo is tied for 43rd at 10 over par 82. And the Jennies had an opening round team rally, a tally of 306 points. So that is the conclusion of this sports page show. Be sure to tune into this show every thursday night at six right here on ucm the beat we won't be back next week because we'll be on spring break but we'll be back the following week after so in the meantime this is nick DeStefano. thanks for joining me on sports page on ucm the beat have a great evening Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.